Blog Talk Radio. Yo, this is your boy, G-Ski Rocks. And this is going out to the lovely, lovely women of the world. I know sometimes you have to make a hard decision. But I want you to think about this. So we're going to pray 
Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for opportunities like this that even though this is what we have to talk about is so horrific, and I uh, wish and I hope that in this world we wouldn't have to talk about things like this because they wouldn't happen. It is a blessing in disguise, Lord, that you have given us mouths to speak about it because this is the human depravity we need to live with. And God, you have given us a voice to be able to talk about it and bring it out in the open and preach against it and teach against it. And I thank you for that opportunity. Lord, may you take what we say on air and use it to your to your benefit and the benefit of those lives that we are trying to save. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Our, our patron verse um, is Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, which says, I call heaven and earth today to witness against you that I have set before you life and death. So choose life that both you and your descendants may live. And that is the point for True Life Fridays Radio. We want people to live because life is a blessing from God. It is a blessing from our creator. And no one has a right to unjustly take that away from someone else because we didn't create it and we can't take it away. And so that is kind of the premise of True Life Fridays Radio. If you've never heard us speak before, I encourage you to go into our archives and just pick up pick up one of our episodes. You will find out. Um, it'll take you a couple months to to get the sense of what we're all about. But we are very consistent here, and we are very ardent in our support for all things pro life. And we want to make things string it together and make it clear for everybody exactly how to be pro life how to be consistent across all issues and bring out all those issues that you never thought there was a pro-life angle to, but there are. So uh, with that, I'm going to play for you um, a video, that the audio of a video that I thought kind of sums up what the controversy over Planned Parenthood is. And I want to talk about that after we get back from this video. But you're going to understand exactly how this issue should be framed in this video. It's very good. It was made by, um, I believe it was made by Students for Life. And here we go. Why you should continue to fund Planned Parenthood and why the only people who don't want their money funding us are anti-woman or crazy religious nuts. I'm pro-choice, but Planned Parenthood profits $90 million on their own. I don't think they need my tax money. <coughs> what a bigot. Planned Parenthood is a wholesome organization which no pro-choice person or non-right-winger could ever take issue with. Look, we provide mammograms. Mammograms may not be available at overwhelming majority of clinics. Planned Parenthood was founded by all-American hero Margaret Sanger. Some woman-hating radicals may point out that she was a eugenicist who literally wanted to wipe black people off of the face of the planet and founded Planned Parenthood for the purposes of racial hygiene. But these people are obviously misogynists. And yes, to this day, Planned Parenthood may abort and sterilize blacks at a disproportionately higher rate than whites, but that's just because of economic circumstances. Take our word for it. Cops may shoot blacks at a higher rate than whites, but that's because blacks tend to live in low-income, crime-heavy areas. It's not hatred or oppression, it's just logistics and economics. What a terrible excuse made by a bigot. I may abort blacks at a higher rate than whites, but that's because they tend to live in low-income, crime-heavy areas. It's not hatred or oppression, it's just logistics and economics. Wow, what a great point. It's clear to see that an organization founded with the intention of sterilizing everyone who wasn't rich or white surely deserves $540 million tax dollars a year. Only anti-feminist woman-haters would disagree. I'm ethically opposed to abortion, and I don't think I should be forced to fund a facility which provides it. You fool! Abortion only makes up 3% of Planned Parenthood services. How do we keep this number so low? This is Sally. Like one-eighth of women who enter a Planned Parenthood facility, Sally's here for an abortion. But first, we're going to give her a pregnancy test just to double-check. That counts as a service. Now only half of what she's here for is an abortion. And we'll give her one of our condoms and a Plan B pill. Look, two more services. Yes, abortion makes up 37% of our total revenue. But technically, only one-fourth of what Sally came to us for was the abortion itself. Only 25% of the abortions we provide are abortions. 
I'm sure you've also heard that we were caught on camera selling, uh, donating fetal tissue, but those videos were edited. And even though by edited I mean cut down for length because each video was several hours long, and even though the full videos were available online for anyone to watch, we're still sticking with the story that the camera was lying and that we're telling the truth. Yes, our representatives may have been haggling over the price and calling the recouping of costs price negotiation, but really, we weren't selling the parts, we were just giving them away. For money. Only crazy loony right-wing religious nuts take issue with this. There's no way an atheist, libertarian, or moderate liberal would ever see this as anything but normal behavior. Are we phased by this recent video evidence? Of course not. Planned Parenthood has a long history of cameras telling lies about us. Like when at several facilities, hidden cameras captured our employees serving a pimp advice on how to cover up his sexual abuse of a 13-year-old girl. Naturally, the only people who believe these lies were woman haters and religious nuts. But don't be surprised. These are the same credulous fools who consistently believe the lies told by 3D ultrasounds. So remember, if anyone from any end of the political spectrum, pro-life or pro-choice, questions anything we do or have done, and if anyone dares suggest an independently wealthy company doesn't need 540 million tax dollars a year, it's just because they're a racist, sexist, homophobic, anti-woman, anti-science, religious, zealot bigot. Planned Parenthood is a government-funded organization. Therefore, whenever we get caught doing anything terrible, it's never about the evil thing we were doing. It's always about attacking the people who caught us doing it. And that is the truth. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That was interesting. That was great. <laughs> um, I, that, in three minutes and 35 seconds summed up the entire controversy. Now, I had to struggle with how much of those actual hours and hours of video to play for uh, True Life Fridays here, and I decided that I would not want to wade through those hours and pick out little, little clips here and there at this time. What mm-hmm. I'm going to do is sock those away, because right now we're going to talk about this whole thing as a whole, um, with acknowledgement, ladies and gentlemen, that you know that there are more videos on the way. I'm going mm-hmm. to, for today, take the entire issue as a whole and talk about that and talk about what it really means uh, in a broader sense. And then we're going to dive in and talk about some of the individual videos. What I don't, what, you know, for me personally, what I found more, most interesting was not the content of the videos. So they admitted that they're breaking the law, number one. Number two, they're breaking the law, number one, by selling fetal body parts and fetal body organs and tissue, which is against federal law. Two, using partial birth abortion to obtain these organs. Three, Manipulating the abortion procedure, if they're not doing partial birth abortions, manipulating the abortion procedure without notifying the woman who is having the abortion that they're doing this, aborting the child in such a way as to preserve as much of the child's body in order to sell sell the organs to the highest bidder. And these are three federal laws that are being broken. So my um so the details of which I am not going to get into today because you can find that online right uh, right now and I'm not going to talk about it because I want to talk about the greater picture here which is number 1 here's all this evidence that Planned Parenthood is breaking the law. And two, the left-wing reaction to all of this is what I find much more interesting than what's actually happening. And why is that? Because I know. We know. How long do you think this has been taking place? Did this just start happening when the video cameras started rolling? (laughs) No. No. Highly doubt it. No, this has been happening for at least a decade or more because it's 2015. In 2005, were were scientists trying to obtain organs and fetal tissue uh, through any means possible to do research? Of course they were. 
Were they trying to do this in 1995? Of course they were. So I'm being very conservative at this point by saying that they've been trying to do this for 10 years, when probably they've been trying to do this since the 1990s, if not earlier the, than that. Yeah, and the question is, would that even be um, investigated? Would they even be investigated to that point to find out these issues? Oh, no. The answer is no. <laughs> No, no. There's a reason why Kermit Gosnell spent the last, before he was caught, before he was arrested, had gone 17 years without an inspection at his abortuary. 17 years. He almost made it to the two-decade mark without a single mm-hmm. inspector to come to his clinic. Yeah. Why do I call his yeah. clinic the House of Cat Feces? Because that's what it was full of. Well, he had, there were cats running around, there were feces, there were, it was dirt, it was filthy. Yeah. Blood on the walls, and that was, that had gone on. We can't, we can't pretend that it just happened, like, in the last week that the inspector showed up. That was no. obviously the normal accepted practice of the clinic. Absolutely. It was his normal practice. And did he care? No. Look, in in the state of Pennsylvania, both Republicans and Democrat governors were in and out of office during that 17 to 20 year period where uh-huh. they where he wasn't being inspected. Governors from both parties failed to impose inspections on him. But that's that's not that's that's what that's not what we're here to talk about today. I'm just using that as an example showing you that Planned Parenthood has been in this tissue acquisition business for a long time, a lot longer than you might think, and a lot longer than anybody has speculated so far. And that's what you're not going to hear. That's what you're not hearing in the already censored media coverage about this Planned Parenthood body part scandal. So three federal statutes that are being broken by uh, by Planned Parenthood. And then you have people that go on national television, on Fox News, that is trying to cover it, but still not good enough, doing their uh, defense and saying, no, 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 nothing Planned Parenthood has done is illegal. I'm sorry. There are just three examples of how they are doing things illegally. And... Um, I'm going to grab that. I'm going to grab that clip from for next week, where we're going to talk about how some liberals on Fox News, liberals on Fox News, yes, there are there, they are there, um, defending Planned Parenthood. But one and these three in particular, these three statutes, the liberals are denying hands down. Oh, Planned Parenthood has done nothing illegal um, because abortion is legal. And let me let me give you as much grace, uh, give them as much grace as possible, and try to make the best case for them better than they have been making for themselves. So first of all, if abortion is legal because the fetus is not considered a person, then the remains, the fetal remains can be bought and sold because they're not human body parts. They're fetal remains. Um, therefore, it should be legal. It ought to be legal. Interpreted, the law should be interpreted as legal that they could sell these body parts. And second, and then lastly, it's not against their, the law to preserve as much of the fetal tissue intact as they say, which means the body of the child is preserved uh, whole as much as possible while killing the infant. So they're not guilty of manipulating the abortion procedure uh, in order to make the make as much of the, in, of the, the baby uh, intact, to, to bring to abort it intact as much as possible. Um, because the first two things weren't wrong. 
So as as far as I can tell, that's the argument about the illegality of what's been taking place. It's horrible. I don't think it works at all. But that's the best argument that I think they can come up with as far as this goes. So um, America is rightly disgusted and enraged, and I am glad for the appalled reactions, uh, the disgust, and the and the calling for defunding efforts. So bravo, bravo with lots of lots of clapping to um, Bobby Jindal uh, for defunding Planned Parenthood in Louisiana, mm-hmm. uh, New Hampshire as well. And yes. as Scott Walker has said last night. Uh, during his uh, during one of the GOP debates that he's going to be in, he defunded Planned Parenthood in Wisconsin years ago. So I, I didn't uh-huh. want to throw that out there without thanking him for doing that. So as as more governors uh, make the, make a choice to defund Planned Parenthood, I want to applaud them for doing so because I think this I think there will be a few more states that will defund before uh, before the month is up. Well, especially at the point of you have your people who are working hard every day, um, struggling, most of us struggling to to pay our bills. Or, I mean, everyone's not struggling, but we're all, in some respect, we're all working hard to pay our bills. Yep. And it, our governors, our legislators have to find the best possible way to use our resources that are being channeled to the government, to our state government or to our federal government. And so this is a big question, and it's it's mm-hmm. a legitimate question, and um, it has to happen. It it should have happened a long time ago, um, but yeah, we definitely have to question um, as Planned Parenthood is the best um, channel of resources for people who are working hard every day to provide for their families. Right. Washing our funds that are that we could be using to take care of our families be used. To do that, to, to kill and dismember children. Exactly, exactly. Um, as I have said, time and time again, if I didn't get a woman pregnant, I shouldn't have to pay for her abortion. Seriously. And that sounds really harsh, and it's meant to, because who's the primary responsible party here? I can't now personally I can't get any woman pregnant so I love this statement. But if a man gets yeah. a woman pregnant, he's the one that's responsible for his child. Exactly. And if you want to go this route, both the parents need to pay for their actions. If they choose to go with abortion, they shouldn't then apply for some kind of federal or state funded dispensation to do so because that brings us all into paying for this abortion. And as a person who can't get a woman pregnant, I don't want to pay for that. So, but back to what we're talking about, um, do not think that this issue about Planned Parenthood and selling body parts um, is ethically limited to the aborted fetuses made in the most natural way, huh? If you if you know under if you know what I'm talking about, if you know about bioethics, then you know where I'm going with this. Everyone <laughs> has finally admitted that at least from these video revelations that the unborn are human beings with discernible and often functioning body parts. Eyes that do see, livers that do filter, Uh uh-huh. Americans are uncomfortably putting two and two together and admitting that, yes, the unborn are being unjustly used as they wrestle with the fact that their deaths are unjust to begin with. Mm-hmm. Everyone is getting the feeling that organ harvesting is an insult upon injury, beginning with the fundamental acknowledgement that these babies are or were 
living human beings. All right? Where am I going with this? Abortion is only one method, killing prenatal children for their body parts. What's another method? Can you guess? Can you wager? Can you make a suggestion? Can you think of anything, Melissa? Um, hmm. You tell me. Well, how many ways are there to create children? Hmm. Well, Several, actually. Okay, yeah. <laughs> With the with our modern invention, cloning mm-hmm. of, of IVF procedures, there are several ways today mm-hmm. of producing children. But you know what? Children don't just pop out of a laboratory as five-year-olds or even one-year-olds or even newborns. Every human being has to go through a natural gestational period. Right. So um, in particular, cloning, where the exact same thing is happening to babies that are born, that are conceived in the most natural way, are likewise produced by adults just through non-sexual means. And cloning, as codified by law, especially here in Missouri and California, is a protected is a protected activity, for lack of a better word. It's an activity that is protected. There can be no law that says that you cannot clone. It's written into the Missouri Constitution. And the law says about cloning is that cloning can be used for experimental purposes, not leading to the producing of a human baby. However, cloning can be used for the purposes of obtaining stem cells. Now, how developed does a cloned human being have to be before we get stem cells? <clears throat> the law states that a cloned individual cannot be, uh, must be less than 14 days old. And in a natural human situation, a an embryo or a child after conception at day 14 already is forming organs, already is forming neural components, already forming what would be a, a primitive or a limited functioning heart. It isn't fully formed. Nothing is fully, fully formed, but it is discernible. And it is on the way to becoming fully formed because at eight weeks, everything is there. That's how fast human development is. So getting back to the cloning issue, it isn't my idea, folks. It's been around for a decade or more that what some scientists want to do is bring cloning to older stages to obtain more intact organs. We are slowly walking our way in the arena of human cloning toward producing individuals that we don't call as humans because under the abortion umbrella of vocabulary, these individuals are not considered persons. And it has been the pro-life position all along that that is an error. A person is a person. You cannot have human beings but not have human persons. That's an artificial and completely made-up distinction without a difference. 
So I will quote somebody more famous than myself to say that your uh, yours. <laughs> I'm looking at my audio right now, and I have the wrong. I have the wrong clip. I clipped um, Hillary Clinton saying, "What difference at this point does it make?" And I noticed the timestamp on it is wrong, so my audio is off on that, so I won't play it. But I was going to play that for you uh, because I think it applies here. The difference, there is no difference. What difference does it make if a child is produced by natural means versus laboratory means, sorry, no, no word is laboratory, laboratory means in order to do the exact same thing. So I want people to understand what say what what I'm saying here. If it is so bad, and it is, that we are allowing Planned Parenthood to harvest intact fetal organs, organs of aborted children, selling them for money, and yes, they are selling them for money, and yes, it is selling and there is money involved. There's no and way deliberately for, yes. um, preserving certain organs for profit is a big issue here. Right. Nothing Nothing they do is accidental. They didn't just fall into a contract with no. Sony Express and it decide that they were going to pick out the most intact organs. Oh. So... So let me be very clear that this is what is leading. If you are tracking with me, following the logic, what is happening with Planned Parenthood, harvesting tissue, harvesting organs, and remember, um, blobs of tissue are not organs if you're selling them. A liver isn't a blob of tissue. It's a liver. Lungs are not just a blob of tissue. It's lungs. Eyes are not blobs of tissue. They're eyes. They're fully functional human body parts. If you understand that this practice, aside from being morally abhorrent and illegal, is Mm -hmm. the abuse and the use and abuse of human beings that are slaughtered because they're not... They're found unwanted. If you don't already understand, this is slavery of the unborn. And then selling their body parts as being part of that slavery. If you understand that much, you need to understand that cloning is the same thing. So please, transfer the logic and the consistency from what you observe right now, right here today with Planned Parenthood. And look at your laws and look at what's coming down the pike because you know, as well as I do, we will be talking about cloning in the law in the future. It's coming. It's always, it'll always be there. Mm-hmm. Understand this is the same principle at work. You cannot support, therefore, the cloning of individuals to do the same thing we find so abhorrent with aborted fetuses right now because the people that are produced through cloning and the people that are being destroyed right now through abortion are the same. They're human beings. I agree. And let's just all add this. You know, in 2011, a lot of people, I mean, our listeners may not know, but when my husband went into um, respiratory failure, um, when he um, contracted the um, H1N1 uh, yeah. virus, the flu virus, and he couldn't breathe, and he was basically dead. <laughs> um, he was being kept, he was kept alive on a um, a respirator, um, a ventilator, and I was asked multiple times during that process, um, if he dies, do you want to donate his organs um, to um, you know, for research or what what have you. Um, mm-hmm. But that's not happening at Planned Parenthood. And no. every time I told them, but the, the difference is when they were asking me these questions, I was trying to save my husband's life. He was not dead. 
Mm-hmm. And he was close to death, but I told him to save his life no matter what. Right. So he saved his, this, this life is worth a it's worth everything to me and to my family um, mm-hmm. and to God. You know, save his life. But, yeah, if he passed, then we were willing to donate his organs um, to help other people to live, but not for some research project um, and those sort of things. So it's, just, right. it's a different scenario here. With Planned Parenthood, this situation, they're already determined to kill the child. And then they're asking, can we help you? You know, or they, I don't, they don't ask, can they help you? But they just help themselves to help mm-hmm. others with these fetal organs and tissues. And they make a profit off of it. Whereas a person like myself, if my husband had passed away when he was in ICU, I would have not made a dime off of his heart, organs, lungs, any of that mm-hmm. being used to help and save another life. I would have just been... Um, blessed by someone else being able to live, you know, based on that. So this is, it's just a different scenario, and it cannot, they're treating it as a medical um, scenario, and it's not the same. as No, in, in definitely not. not. No, definitely not. You do not haggle over the price of human right. organs if you're trying to save someone's life. Exactly. And, you know, aside the fact from, from it being illegal to do so, um, it is immoral to do so because we're talking about human beings here. We're talking, nobody, who, I, I just had a friend, I just had a friend, I'm sorry, what was yeah. it? I just had I a friend. That there, should no, there should be no cost or prices even determined or talked about in these discussions. Right. Right. If it's really about saving lives in the future. Right. I, I just had a friend who um, who was suffering from kidney failure because of diabetes, and she just got a new kidney. She had been on a waiting list for, oh gosh, a long time, and was looking at death um, before she got put on, before they found a match for her and was able to find a kidney donor. Um, so here's the thing. The person who donated their kidney should not have been a prisoner in a Chinese in a Chinese prison, <laughs> right? That do- kidney donor shouldn't have been a a a fetus that was aborted. Her kidney donor should not have been a human being that was raised. In an artificial womb, we're talking sci-fi here right now, but it's a, it's a, people are trying to make it happen. Raised in a in a test tube, raised in a laboratory, uh, to be killed just to give somebody a kidney. But we are rapidly pursuing those avenues in order to provide something for someone, and there is money that is being made along the way. And if people don't start understanding that our liberal politicians, the liberal machinations of this country are trying to say, oh, well, we hate corporations and big money and all this stuff. And, you know, government needs to regulate all this. I have to, you need to get your head out of the sand and understand that there is more money <clears throat> to be made in this process for these big liberals who are in favor of these practices than than the than oil for all the conservatives in the world. And we need to pay attention to that. We need to pay attention to the fact that we are we are killing and slaughtering human beings for their body parts. And oh the hypocrisy. You want to talk about liberals and what they like to fund and what they'll preach against it was president obama just this past week at his um visit to zimbabwe 
was it Zimbabwe? No, it was somebody. It was somewhere else. I'm sorry. Zimbabwe is where the where Cecil the lion was killed, and I I wasn't going to say anything about that early, but it's getting along in the show, and I'll, I'll just say something Uganda, about that. Maybe. What? I think it was Uganda. It was it was in Africa, oh, Uganda, but I think okay. it was maybe Uganda. Okay, okay, where a woman asked him a question, and she asked him a question about the organ harvesting of albinos for witchcraft and whatever, whatever. You know, they were talking about albinos that are occasionally born being kidnapped and murdered because of just just religious superstition, saying that their organs are being used for ritual sacrifice etc 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 and what did our president say our president said organ harvesting is bad we shouldn't be beholden to these cultural practices that are outdated and outmoded and and all and basically immoral oh the hypocrisy organ harvesting is bad but your own White House press secretary won't view the videos of Planned Parenthood doing exactly that and won't condemn Planned Parenthood and won't speak out against that. In fact, doing the opposite and defending Planned Parenthood as having done nothing illegal. Well, I think... That unless your name happens to be Caitlyn Jenner, you're fair game, according to this administration in America. Um, Or if you happen to be a lion in Africa. So, you know, what if if Planned Parenthood killed Cecil the lion? What then? Who's at fault there? And what tragedy would we be talking about? Hmm, I'm not sure who would win on that one. Um... We're moving on. I wanted to talk about um, an interesting thing that happens. Again, we're, you know, this is 2015. Now we are starting the season of Republican debates, of uh, debates for president. You know, it just happens earlier and earlier every year. But it is August, the year before an election. So who gets all the pro-life questions? Republicans! And... <laughs> Yeah, you never, they'll never ask Democrats about abortion. They'll never ask anything, anything ethical toward, for, no ethical to- question for Democrats because, you know, they all run and hide from things like that. But it's easy well, because well, they just have abortion on demand, so there's nothing to ask them about, you know. Right, right. Um it's it's just funny to see them dance right now about everybody's trying to go mm-hmm. jump on the bank bandwagon and say, Oh, what Planned Parenthood has done is it's terrible, it's disgusting, it's da 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 So, um, does that change your mind about abortion? Oh no, no, no. Uh right. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Uh G O P at the G O P debate, Scott Walker was asked a very interesting question by Megan Kelly, who's receiving a lot of heat on Twitter today. That's another story. And this is how he answered, and I think I think it's brilliant. So listen. You've consistently said that you want to make abortion illegal, even in cases of rape, incest, or to save the life of the mother. You recently signed an abortion law in Wisconsin that does have an exception for the mother's life, but you are on record as having objected to it. Would you really let a mother die rather than have an abortion? And with 83% of the American public in favor of a life exception, are you two out of the mainstream on this issue to win the general election? Well, I'm... I'm, okay. I'm going to pause right there and remind people how she framed this question. Are you right. too far out of the mainstream? In other words, you, Scott Walker, are you a nut? Are you a nut wow. for opposing? He passed the law that has exceptions. Okay, by the way. All right. Uh-huh. He passed the law. He signed the law, but he voiced that he did not like it the way he ought to. He would prefer that it didn't have any exceptions, and he favors well, the law that has no exceptions. So listen up. He's a hundred percent pro life. 
And who defies mainstream, you know? What does that even mean in the in the abortion debate? We the abortion debate is so extreme. What what is mainstream anymore? <laughs> yeah, you know? I, I don't know. Um okay, so she says eighty three percent of the American public favors a life exception. Okay. You know what? Life exception is not rape or incest. Life is exception is not for um, fetal anomalies. Life exception is not for any of those things we normally lump together as exceptions. The life exception is so marginal. Right. It is completely meaningless. And this is his brilliant answer. I think the question will play again because uh, we don't have an actual pause function here. It'll she'll ask the que- I'll play it and. The question will be asked again. Listen carefully to his answer. You've consistently said that you want to make abortion illegal, even in cases of rape, incest, or to save the life of the mother. You recently signed an abortion law in Wisconsin that does have an exception for the mother's life, but you are on record as having objected to it. Would you really let a mother die rather than have an abortion? And with 83% of the American public in favor of a life exception, are you two out of the mainstream on this issue to win the general election? Well, I'm, I'm pro-life. I've always been pro-life. And I've got a position I think is consistent with many Americans out there in that, in that I believe that that is an unborn child that's in need of protection out there. And I've said many a time that that unborn child can be protected, and there are many other alternatives that will also protect the life of that mother. That's been consistently proven. Unlike Hillary Clinton, who has a radical position in terms of support for Planned Parenthood. I defunded Planned Parenthood more than four years ago, long before any of these videos came out. I've got a position that's in line with everyday America. I think that was a brilliant answer for him. Yeah. Um, he, he basically says, Megan Kelly, I'm not going to play your game. And that right. was the right thing for him to do. I, I applaud him for being on top of that question. So here's the thing. Walker is right. There are many medically sound ways to save the lives of both a mother and her unborn child without the need to resort to abortion. And he acknowledges that. I I don't think that I've heard a politician yet acknowledge that while sitting in office. And I am so glad to hear it. It, It's what I don't like is this rush to abortion. We need to run toward abortion. Why? There are many things doctors can do. If a woman is in danger and she is pregnant, first of all, this is broad brushing the issue so terribly, so terribly, even when medical science was not as advanced as it is now, say, 40 years ago. Theoret Coop had said in his practice 40-plus years ago that abortion is almost never medically warranted to save the life of a mother who is pregnant and, and in need of medical inf- intervention to save her life. We're talking ages ago, ages ago, we don't need abortion. Why would it be any more necessary today? If it wasn't necessary back then, because we have such great technology now and so much better advancement in in life-saving techniques than ever before. No law should make something legal just because of a rare possibility that someone may need to do something or say they need to do something to possibly save a life. We don't make running stoplights and stop signs legal for every driver because someone may have to speed through to get to the hospital in an emergency, maybe to save a baby's life. We don't suddenly say, there's no such things as red lights, folks. Just go on through at your own pace. If you want to, somebody may have to speed through to get emergency help. We do not make laws on the exceptions. Yeah, it's, it's, do you legislate the intentional killing of another human being in the face of a situation where you have to save the life of of a parent, of a mother, um, in a situation that's completely different, a completely different scenario? 
Right. Which and is mostly it, a it, false it, scenario anyway. Exactly. So that that's a, that was a, the problem I have with the question was that it really did not um, – it didn't seem that she was really um, trying to um, understand or engage with his pro-life position. It was more of um, using – again, using the exception to excuse intentionality of, right. of you know, what we consider murder. And those sort of things, but yeah, I completely agree with you there. So you know, uh, to give her credit, this is a question that any any liberal would ask. So maybe she's representing a more wanted to ask a more broad based, but nonpartisan view by moving over to the left and asking a yeah. a, a question yeah. like that. I I don't fault yeah. her for asking. I fault her for trying to marginalize him, uh, but I, well, I don't fault he was, her for he was like, what, what is it, It's like one minute to respond or, or a minute and 30 seconds to respond. I mean, right. that's, you know, that's the way that it, was, that it was framed was not a way that he could respond in that time frame. <laughs> right, right. But, I, again, he delivered a brilliant response. Did. I, I want to see more candidates on top of this issue like he was. And I think they're catching on. You know, from 2012 to 2015, I have been ranting and raving about the 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 intellectual impotence on the pro-life front of people running for office. I've been hopping up and down about how they need to come to questions of this nature and have a prepared answer, and have it have it prepared well. I mean, nobody goes into a debate not knowing anything about tax policy or education policy or foreign policy or anything, but somehow they think that they can go into a debate situation and be asked pro-life questions. And let me quote from you: "Speak from the heart." Mm-hmm. Ah! Please do not speak from the heart. I know. Heart is very necessary to be empathetic. But if you speak from the heart and at the same time put your foot in your mouth, your heart ain't going to be showing up so well in this question. <laughs> Sorry. Right. So you need so people need to be more well read like Scott Walker did with this question. And I am impressed that um he and I hear Marco Rubio did a very good job. We we're going to play that clip. Uh, next week, um, of Marco Rubio handling CNN um, on on the abortion question, because I want to pay very special attention and give him the time, uh, give that segment a time to analyze that. You're going to want to hear that because um, it, it's very stereotypical on the CNN's front to question Marco Rubio's pro-life stance, but Marco Rubio like Scott Walker, came prepared and didn't back down, and I want to see more people do that. Um, So with that, um, we're going to end the show um, with just instead of the stupidest thing ever, but ever, um, this ending is probably going to be one of those stupidest thing ever. It's the songify of the GOP debate. It's it's hilariously funny, and I wanted to end it with that. but before we go, Melissa, did you have anything to add to this? Because I I really want to hear what you have to say. I um I just really I'm I'm very um surprised or or excited about how the pro life debate, which we've been we've been doing this for a number of years, <laughs> how it mm. is of um front and center right now. Um at the time of a presidential election. So I think that um, people need to think, listen. I've seen people who have not been engaged in the pro-life or who are pro-choice or pro-life not engaged in the debate actually engaging and and being vocal about this. And so I think it's a great time for us as pro-lifers to understand what we believe about this issue and have answers and reasons. Um, yeah. And to uh, you know, to to create a pro life 
a, a culture of life in our society. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, I I hope that this raises that this year, this year, oh Lord, may this year be the year <laughs> that mm-hmm. GOP yeah. candidates, that GOP candidates get a clue, get yes. a clue, and start educating themselves on pro-life issues. Because as we have seen in the past, their answers will either make or break, mostly break their entire campaigns. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Okay, for example, does anybody remember what Todd Aiken said that has anything to do with something other than rape? No. No, no. Of us know anything about his position. <laughs> other than that, other than that one statement that he made that was taken and twisted and all those sort of things. So. Absolutely. Nobody remembers that he so hear me now if you ever plan to run for office or have a have a microphone get stuck in your face at any point in your life about pro-life issues you have a responsibility to make sure you're ready for that right you cannot control the media and how they're going to try to set these traps for you and manipulate what you say but you can be ready for it you have no excuse not to be ready. Um, so with that, this one said that um, politicians who are running for office, they need to have a permanent, pro, uh, full-time apologist, Christian apologist, pro-life apologist, um, aside you, to help you yeah. in your journey. And I, politicians are, are available. We're available for hire. So, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so with that, here's the uh, here's the GOP summary of the GOP debate last night. Uh, sorry, it was it's not the sec it's the uh, prime time debate, not the second string debate, which I heard was also pretty awesome. Um, but we are out of time about talking about all of that. Uh, but here's the debate that is summified for you. Enjoy. See you guys next week. And we will talk to you then. Bye. Why should you be the commander in chief? We got a lot of contenders, so please keep it brief. We need someone that understands the world today. In this country, we need brains. Obama's finally trying to make a deal with Iran. Is it going to stop him from getting the nuclear bomb? You terminate the deal on day one. It failed foreign policy of the Obama-Clinton doctrine. What's the greatest threat to our nation today? Is it ISIS, Al-Qaeda, or the gluten-free craze? ISIS rides around in the U.S. Humvees. We should find our enemies. We know you love guns, we heard you loud and clear. Now prove you love them more than everybody else here. Look, I don't want my guns registered in Washington. Why should you be the next commander-in-chief? I'm the only one to separate Siamese twins. We got a lot of contenders, so please keep it brief. I will make our country great again. Could you kindly present some relevant evidence? We can grow. We can do this. Why you should be the next White House president? Our leaders are stupid. You could be the president. I'm going to run hard. Oh. I'm going to run with heart. You could be the president. If I'm our nominee. Oh. Oh, Montgomery. Lecture me. You could be the president. If you get in the Oval Office chair, are you going to roll back the changes to health care? What I'd like to see is a private system. Insurance companies control politicians. How are you going to make the economy stronger? If you don't got ideas, let's throw a benefit concert. We need to even out the tax code. The economy is different from the one we had five years ago. Now that marriage for gays is no longer banned, how excited are you to go marry a man? I just went to a wedding of a friend who was gay. We need to give everybody a chance. Should we put body cameras on all the cops so no one gets shot at a traffic stop? I've been to Baltimore, I've been to Ferguson. I'm a different kind of Republican. Why should you be the next commander in chief? I'm a guy with a wife, two kids, and a Harley. We got a lot of contenders, so please keep it brief. What I say is what I say. If you don't like it, I'm sorry. Could you kindly present some relevant evidence? We can grow, we can do this. Why you should be the next White House president? Our leaders are stupid. You could be the president. I'm gonna run hard. Oh. I'm gonna run with heart. You could be the president. If I'm our nominee. Oh. Oh, Hillary, lecture me. You could be the president. God gives me unconditional love. 
You gave no bomb up a big hug. On the side of the stage, it's hard to even debate. But it's okay, I'm just trying to sell some books today. And mistakes on my Indiegogo and my face. It's not great, but it's better than Drake's and these fakes. Where should you be the next commander-in-chief? I'm the only one to separate Siamese twins. We got a lot of contenders, so please keep it brief. I will make our country great again. Could you kindly present some relevant evidence? We can grow, we can do this. Why you should be the next White House president? Our leaders are stupid. You could be the president. I'm gonna run hard. Oh. I'm gonna run with heart. You could be the president. If I'm our nominee. Oh. Oh. McGillivray, lecture me. You could be the president. Thanks so much for tuning into the first Republican national debate. Be the hope, be the- 